this is just me inspired by uh what I'm seeing out of out of Yames uh Harden. Uh <laughs> some of the shit they're doing with this dude. This literally could just be like a, a thought process. It's gonna be very quick. If people want more, just let me know. If you want more out of this, this is not proper analysis. I just watch basketball. I'm not a, I'm not Jackson Frank. I don't know the inner workings and mechanisms of statistical analysis of basketball. I just watch basketball. Um but what James Harden has allowed these dudes to do, here's five things that amaze me just watching James Harden for one and a half quarters of basketball. Um, okay, number one, they run a transition so much better. I'm literally watching this right now. They run a transition way better than they did with because Ty- Tyrese is a guy like, you know, what a lot of people say is that like you can't like, uh, there's some players back in the old days that couldn't both dribble. And look up at the same time. Like they had to like look down the ball. Tyrese is a gr- very. I mean, he's still a growing facilitator. Like I think he would have inevitably played with any uh, veteran facilitating uh, option and would have kind of learned the game a little bit more. But as it was, um, it was just a situation to which. Hold up. Okay, I had to make sure I was still recording. It was a situation to which he was not playing with anybody that made him a better passer. Uh, Simmons was a good transition guy, but he just was so. I think the an overlap of time between Simmons and Maxey, I think sl- Simmons definitely slipped as a passer. Um, he just did not pull a quarter from the pass he used to be able to. And it was just a more plodding pace with the uh, Simmons, Embiid, uh, uh, really what they were at that point, you know, Embiid, Harris, uh, just more half-court offense. So Maxey didn't really get to learn from a guy like that. It's going to be huge for him to play with this dude. I want to get my number two already, but... Anyway, they went way better transition. Harden can both look to score and pass, which is such a dynamic threat that defense didn't have to look to uh, at the pass. Number two, do he just unlocks these the off ball guys so well? The guys who were good at off ball just didn't have anybody to get the ball to him. He, I mean, unlocks is like because like today is just before that. I don't know, but do I see Matisse get like just three, almost three of his attempts? Three straight of his attempts, three attempts of his straight. I can't fucking talk. We're just, I mean, off ball movement. I mean, he just would. I think there's one point. There was the, the buck before this one. Uh, he was being defended by Randall. It was a uh, almost a zone thing. It looks like, but Randall. I think Randall was just like lazily helping off him, trying to uh, protect against. I think it was. Uh, Harden driving. It was like a pick and roll with Harden and Embiid. And uh, Randall, I think, was on uh, Harden's left side and Embiid's on the right. So he's trying to help, I guess, on Embiid. I mean, on, on Harden. And um, Matisse is cover. He goes to the three-point line, kind of waves off. He sees that uh, Randall's not looking at him, really. Randall kind of looks at him at like, the very last second before Matisse like, goes back into where he was at. Because he was in the, he pretty much under the rim, cleared out for Harden. Uh, you know, kind of crept out a bit, then just ran all the way back in full speed. Harden saw him cutting over and just gave him an easy alley. And then, I mean, the next bucket was even easier than that. Like, it's just amazing to see the, these guys who are good off-ball movers get just amplified by Harden. Uh, number three, that Harden uh, pick and roll with uh, MB worked pretty fucking well. <laughs> Cash worked pretty fucking well, whatever tension you want to use. Uh, that short roll, dude. I don't know if there's anybody who's dynamic enough to shot. Like, I, I can't even... 
off the top of my head, because I'm trying to like get this end done quickly. I have a a, a little lunch to attend, maybe even a brunch. I don't know what time it is right now, but um, it's just amazing to see like, because you have to defend because Harden right now is shooting, which a lot of people you know maybe earlier this year was like just try to play Harden for the the drive. Um, when you could play more physical back in like the early stages of this season, you. Could- Hey there, I'm back. Uh, it's been, uh, I think, about seven hours since I last recorded, give or take. <laughs> quite, quite a minute, uh, but I'm back and um, going to have more time to think about it. Uh, I haven't started looking at any statistics, but I've seen the, um, well, I, I, I lie, I guess. Instagram and all vendors possible have been posting the uh, Harden and Embiid stat lines. I believe they finished, uh, when I actually recorded that one, I believe it was towards the middle of the second quarter, if not over with the second quarter. The game is finished now. I believe uh, Embiid had um, like 36, Harden had 29. Uh, they combined for, I believe, 17 rebounds, I want to say, 16 or 17 rebounds. And then I think 20 assists. I think Harden had 13. I want to say Embiid had four. I don't know. I want to say Embiid may have had more, but I don't know. Uh, but anyway, then Harden had like five steals. Embiid had four blocks. I mean, there's like the counting stats, like, Fucking uh, Joseph Joe Star and and uh, Cesar Zapelli. I mean, they're incredible. And going along with that, I believe my last one was the Harden and Embiid uh, pick and roll. I guess kind of one. I I got a good bit into that. Just the thing about it, the shooting I think opens up quite a bit because Embiid was draining shots. Like I'm not gonna look it up right now because because the ESPN app sometimes it plays sounds and interrupts Anchor.fm uh, recording, so like it'll cut it off. But I believe something to the effect uh, Embiid was draining shots. Like, I, I saw him hit routine middies. Uh, he's been stepping out. He's, he seems like he'd be more comfortable, like he's had more leg into his shots in the past two games, uh, which I would imagine kind of goes to not having to be the ball handler as much, uh, nor having to uh, initiate up and down the court as much. Uh, and then, you know, one thing that's been – well, I'll save that for a minute, but – um. Yeah, that, I think I feel like he's been getting more lifting his shots. They've been draining in quite a bit. Uh, guys have been playing off more. Well, I don't know if playing off more, but it's, it felt like there's been guys giving more space than normally would have gotten. And maybe that comes along with you could double him. I mean, you could press up on him if he beats you. There's help coming. Now with the way that, you know, Nang was flashing in the time I was watching, um, they got, uh, you know, Matisse is always lurking. You know, Danny uh, has been getting more of his corner threes. I feel like at a higher clip whenever, you know, he's not with Yang, who also gets a uh, large amount of them. Uh, if Tobias ever learned how to shoot, that helps a lot. Tobias was god-awful on offense the time I was watching, and he was horrible last game as well. Uh, I don't know what to make of that, but um, it's tough. You know, I mean, I guess I can talk to Tobias in a second, but to say to, to that, I, I think the uh, – the amount of gravity Harden uh, creates and then the amount of, uh, it feels like offensive explosion that's been derived out of all of these guys becoming more offensively uh, interested or just made better. Uh, you haven't been able to just press them on and beat the way guys used to be able to. And he's going to have a little more of those uh, middies, both of the pull variety and just the uh, open variety. Um, and I mean, Harden, just in the actual short role, like, He's been shooting well. I, I was watching Harden some of these games with the Nets. This dude was like a brick master. I mean, he was a brick from three. The step back uh, shot was broken, it felt like. 
the mid range wasn't where it was at. Uh, even his, uh, you know, Harden has the same process and he pro- practices the same process. So I doubt it was like he felt less really comfortable doing this, but just the end result of him trying to do those, uh, you know, decide, am I going to, like when he's driving off a pick and he's like making a decision, I'm going to throw this up floater. Am I going to stop and pop? Am I going to go to the cup? Am I going to throw up an alley? Am I going to pass it? All that goes into a point guard's calculus. He was like amazing at that for so many seasons. Then, like, I feel like in parts of this season, it's just been a clusterfuck. I mean, I thought he's had some good rolling bigs. I felt like class was pretty good. Uh, Aldridge is, you know, a quintessential uh, pick and pop big. Um, they've used, you know, Bruce Bowen in, in pick situations. I, mean, I feel like they've had options, but for some reason or another, maybe it's because of this scoring in a inactive infect in f ineffectiveness. Um, that kind of went to it. Uh, you know, the injury, the hamstring injury. I don't. He looks to be in good shape, but I mean, you can't really. It's very easy to to see some of the moments where it's like Harden has to be like no point intended hamming it out there, like just not trying. But it's possible his hamstring really was fucked, and uh, that kind of is why some of his shots maybe went up went slow or whatever. Now, obviously, there's like fucking lowlights of him just giving like zero effort out there. If it's at that point, you know, he should just shouldn't be out there. But I don't know. I don't know what what's truth and what's false in when it comes to Harden's health. I know he looks spry right now. He's getting good lifting those shots. Uh, I mean, he looks like Houston Harden out there. And I think everybody's wondering, like, could he be that again? Because it just looked to be gone, really, in my opinion. And just me watching – it's a neutral uh, basketball watcher. I mean, he did not appear to have the same the same giddy-up on those shots, nor the same ability to barrel down into the cup against bigger size. And he did that quite a few times in this game uh, on Randall's, on Robinson's on uh, Jericho Sims. I mean, he just would go into a guy and get it up there, and if it wasn't an and one, so be, he still made the layup. He looks to just be, like, good. And that short roll, it's always going to be there. I mean, you put – I mean, the B's making a concerted effort to roll to the rim. Like, that – I think that's also a big part of the equation that was kind of needed to be factored in. How hard is B going to roll? He's, to me, been rolling pretty – I mean, it's not been, like, too many real, like, pick-and-roll alley-oop attempts, you know, to N and B, but – I mean, he's getting pretty much dimmer to that. And, you know, I think Harden's looking at it differently, too. Like, he's like, if this is where Embiid wants it, I'm going to pass it here instead of trying to hold it for one or two more seconds like he would with a Compella or a um, a Dwight. Uh, he's going to just give it to him where Embiid wants it. Now, maybe Embiid says, okay, we adjust here, start pressing him in a short roll, then I'm just going to roll harder, and we're just going to do it in an alley-oop sense. Maybe that happens, but as it is, I, I like it. I think the short roll is going to always be there. Um, and a pick-and-roll affecting this together has just been amazing to be only two games deep. Going to that, the fourth game, uh, fourth one, the fourth takeaway. I think, I think I'm titled this, things that are improved. This is, I guess, an improvement by subtraction. I don't know. Because, uh, I mean, the offensive flow is severely better. But Tobias has been awful. Like, Tobias kind of reached a, st- a st- stabilizing point, I felt. After that shit talked by the uh, Seven Sisters of fans in that one game, I think it was late December. He's been pretty stable since then. Like, he's been, for better or for worse, a, a, at, a, at a pretty good spot. Um, not superstar level, not worth his contract, but steady. And um, it's, it's just hard to kind of account, kind of came around. This felt like we kind of derived. Derived, you might. Um, we've tried a D of back into that really bad 
unable to get any of the shots that you need him to get of a spacer for Tobias. And uh, he's been good on defense, bro. Like, he was banging with Cat yesterday. Um, and he's been a, a good five matchup, I felt, for most of this year. Uh, maybe just guys playing softer as fives. But it's just that offense, dude. And he's not getting his, um, you know, I catch it from like the almost a three point line. I dribble, I dribble, uh, then I put it up, you know, flick it up type. I, I guess I say layups, maybe mid range shots, however you want to categorize those possessions that Tobias does. But uh, those have been very few and far between, which as it should be when you have Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, and uh, old buddy out there, Yanes. But I mean, open threes, dude. I don't know why he – it feels so much worse, I guess, the percentage sometimes I say from open uh, – well, from three overall, but he needs to be way better to open three-point shooter, dude. I mean, like, he needs to be – to make it worthwhile, like, him being out there, which, I mean, you can't train him at this point anyway, so it's like, what can you do? But he needs to be legitimately – I don't know. I mean, I because I, I, there's so many of them that's open. I'm just thinking, like, 60 percentile, is that – unreasonable. I feel like that's what he should be at in the position he is. I mean, all you're doing is shooting against guys who are too slow to close out on you most times. Like, if you're open as a four and open where he's at, already in the triple threat position, ready to go up, there should be nothing for you just to put that bitch in there. And maybe it comes in time and he just needs to feel how somebody... Because, I mean, like, he hasn't had a guy that's, I think, a really plus, plus, plus facilitator. I can use plus but that guy, I think when you consider like a top tier passer um, in the half court in Philadelphia, period. Like, I don't think Butler is that. He's a great like playmaker, but I don't think he's a like. There's certain certain things about like passing vision, passing ball placement, stuff like that. That like Simmons isn't even great at. Like Simmons is not a great placement guy. Uh, at least you know, especially in the half court. He's not good at uh, really creating anything that's, like, not optimal, like, play, almost like a play set. Um, and, I mean, Harden, like, creates open possessions, honestly. He's kind of like a Nash type. He creates open uh, possessions, and you have to be ready for that. But I think it's a lot of mental things with Tobias that may, again, be yelling him. But uh, I hope that he becomes less ass because we kind of need him to be. I mean, they don't have a, a viable um, – like he might be their best like five option at this point. And I mean like, that sounds crazy to say, but I mean like Paul Millsap is washed. Uh Willie Cauley Stein, I think it needs it needs to be conditioned to whatever he's trying to do. Uh Paul Reed is I think he's just like not a five. I don't know. But uh <laughs> Charles Bassey, I don't know. They're still slow playing him right now, I believe. But uh I think he might be like their best five option outside of Joel. So they need him to get together. And if he can be a stretcher from there, I mean it opens up everything really. Uh so, yeah, um, last, I mean, there could be a lot of things I could pick, but I think defensively, I mean, Harden has been so engaged, dude. Like, having an engaged two, a real two, instead of, like, Seth Curry, who it's just – I mean, you can see with the Brooklyn Nets who have a significantly worse system than the uh, Sixers. It, it has some great talent, but just as a system, I think it's significantly worse in that regard. You can just see it with them, like, there's nothing you can do with Seth. I mean – I think he's surviving in the, against the Hawks because he's a matchup like the Neil Gallinari. Like, Gallinari just had a horrible, horrible, uh, like, Gallinari's main guy was, um, I think, Danny Green. That was his main matchup in that in that series. 
But uh, he didn't mention Seth sometimes. He would just like tell us like some bullshit mid uh, mid face up instead of like taking him under the rim. But Seth, you can just put a shot in, um, especially like when we had like Matisse out. You couldn't. Matisse has been like a rover, dude. He's been like roving over, trying to exploit Harden. You get ripped. Uh, it happened to RJ several times. I mean, Bigs, he rips them. I mean, it's amazing to see what dude's been able to do in this new new look. But uh, I think it may, may would have kind of make a meshing point Harden so far. I mean, he's a, uh, you know, he's a switching guy. They're not a switching team, but he's making more of an effort to not have to switch every time. And they are trying to accommodate him by having Embiid switch a little bit more. He normally would in that situation. Uh, so it's been a situation in which we've had uh, – I hate using words too much too often, but it's been a, it's been a, a very um, interesting case study of seeing a guy that's been pretty recalcitrant to adjust how he plays. I mean, even on the offensive end, he's been moving off ball a little bit more than normally would. Uh, but Harden has been willing to adjust, I guess, in like the grand scheme of things. Harden, so far to this point, this might be the uh, the uh, honeymoon period, but uh, to this point, Harden has been willing to adjust both on offense and defense to what's been asked of him to some degree. And uh, if you can find a meshing point with him, uh, just a, a level ground, you have a uh, sky's the limit. I mean, you look at this team right now, the defense is good enough. Uh, guys still, you know, kind of trying to learn how to play with each other. But the offense, I mean, fuck's sakes, offense has been maybe the best offense I've seen all year. I mean, outside of we haven't even, we didn't even get a real KD, Kyrie, Harden, anything that felt like tangible or uh, sustained. Outside of that, I mean, going to state when Draymond was in. Uh, when Steph was looking good, when Williams was looking good, when Arnold Porter was like a, looking like an elite small ball five, maybe then. But outside of like a, a couple of dudes, Phoenix, outside of a couple of teams, I mean, this is like the best offense I've seen all year. And I think it only get better if they can get some good buyout candidates. I mean, I don't expect Goran Dragic level guys to be opening up anytime soon, but it can get a real backup um I would say more than they need a backup five, but maybe another backup Another another real backup guard of body. I mean, maybe this would be like an amazing point guard. But somebody who like they can at least like say, hey, we're gonna run sets here because I know you can stagger Tyrese and Harden all day, but Harden has shown that you know his, you know maybe some lingering injuries. That's an injury. That's a situation that could happen. And then you're just pretty much one, you know, one bad you know bump from like really your entire rotation being thrown off. I, I would say they need a, a backup five. Another wing defender and a uh, uh, just a guard body out there. I know you can't get too optimal with a uh, buyout candidates, but I don't know. That's it for me. Hope you'll enjoy this. Uh, maybe I'll come back and do some more analysis if you guys want it. Just let me know, you know, some kind of feedback. But uh, go to the voice message on anchor.fm. They can just press my link. You can leave, leave one in there. But uh, that's it for me. Hope you enjoy. Peace.